Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Our number three, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This Jace and... Let's head down to Corpus Christi. Let's check in with Captain Cliff Webb this morning see what he's up to. Cliff, good morning. How are you, man? Morning, Mickey. What's yeah, up? Yeah, i tell you what. I, I was just thinking about how our parents and grandparents did it without air conditioners <laughs> at this time of year. Think about and that. That's they were some tough people. Well, man. we went I, to school. Yeah. We didn't even have air conditioning in know, schools. Remember that? Oh, I do, too. I mean, but we could jump out God the window. We have to go to school in June and July and August. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. But it, it, here, we're fighting that uh, southwest wind like everybody else on the, up and down the coast. The southwest is not our friend here. No, <clears> it's nobody's friend on this coast. So, the way my system sets here in Bath and Bay and stuff, I can't really get into the bay. It just rips it right down the middle of the morning. I wake up, and it's 22 miles out of the west, southwest, and it's just like, God yeah. almighty, you know, so – I'm dealing with it, Mickey. I'm not catching the fish I, I was catching a few weeks ago. I'm struggling through it. I'm getting a bite in the mornings. Uh, you know, I've got about an hour and a half, two hour pretty good bite in the morning, and I'm not catching a lot of big fish like I was. What's happening is so normally this time of year, air temperature will get down in the 70s, you know, mid-70s to low 70s, and it cools down that sand up shallow. Right. And uh, it's not happening now. So we have a low tide, and the temperature in the morning is 84, 85. And those fish are not pulling up in the sand, so it's keeping everything out deep. And uh, then you add the dingy water with the west wind, the wind in your face. It's a little bit harder bite uh, with this the southwest. Just it just rips us here. So that's understandable. You know, I've, I've, yes, sir. I've had some really good fishermen. I had Mark this week and his crew. You know these guys are unbelievable fishermen. And you know we had a good bite uh, Wednesday morning. We pile out and for about maybe an hour and 45 minutes on double D's and trout supports. We spanked them, but not really anything big. We had one or two 25-inch fish, but most of them are, 
you know, 18 to 22 solid fish, but those big rogue fish that I've been catching up shallow in the morning, pushing bait up shallow are not up in there because the water's not cool enough. They're kind of staying out in the big rafts and all out deep and eating those deep. And then they're a little harder to catch when they're out there deep. But, uh, so I'm just, I'm like everybody else. I'm struggling with the conditions this time of year. It's uh, unusually hot and it's, it's more about our wind direction than the heat, you know, Right. My wind direction shut me out where I want to fish. I can't get on those big rock points and those big deep points in the bay because, you know, it's, it's big surf out there and it's too rough. So I'm kind of tucking in behind areas and just just fishing what I can. Uh, but I think it's – it's uh, and our surf has just been super rough. I know you, you – you're, I know James is not doing any tarpon fishing right now, I don't think, right? Not yet. It's, uh, it's got to stabilize a little bit here, bud, you know. Yeah, we were just talking exactly about right. that. Yeah, I was listening to you. So, yeah, that's like you said, they had a window earlier. For, you know, two weeks ago, our, our fishing was incredible, surf and, and the and the bay. But it's just a matter of the the southwest wind. And uh, as soon as that pressure gets off, it's hopefully it'll get off uh, later on this week because I'm full this week. And I'm, I'm worried about the conditions with the southwest. It's just, it makes it tough on me. You right. know, people come down here to want to catch the big trout in Bath and Bay. You know, we're going out catching pencils and a few decent trout in the morning. I really not catching those big monsters like I want. And, you know, even the croaker guys are not catching them. I saw one 27-inch fish caught this week, and one of my claws caught one about 27 on a on a grass walker, that trout support. Uh, Tobin sent me some pink ones, and, man, this guy got up shallow and sidecast one. But normally this time of year I'm fishing those things on deep rocks and the double Ds. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, the guys I had marked, those guys, they're, they're just the best little John fishermen you've ever seen. They they custom paint their little John. Let me tell you yeah. what. <laughs> are good man I know they it. are so good <laughs> well, they are so good they- i like dipping tails and you know doing different mm-hmm. things and uh especially with the little john such a versatile bait you do all kinds well of that one that it. you that one that purple demon that you dip with the white tail that's one of those guys favorite another one they do is really neat is the opening night they put a purple back on it let me tell you what. yeah it looks just like a little baby trout in the water it's awesome oh boy but, uh, that is good stuff, Mickey. But all these fish I'm catching, the fish I'm catching have uh, big big forks sticking out their tail. It's a big old pogey, a big old shad sticking out their mouth. And that's what's making these double Ds so effective. I'm throwing that plum nasty uh, double D, just throwing out cock and rod of the 45 and slow rolling and stopping it, and they're just knocking it out of your hand. Right. And uh, it's a fun bait to fish because, you know, on tails you're not constantly, you know, changing tails and stuff. It's just maintenance free. and <laughs> just throw it out and reel it in. I like that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, even in our, of course, our surf fishing is down simply because it's so rough. You know. Yeah, that's uh, that's, you know, that's that's the problem with a surf. I mean, it's got to be right. You get these yeah, kind of sure. winds. Yeah. I mean, you're just yeah, spl- you know, it's like pulling teeth trying to catch something. <laughs> in there. It's all good. I'm, it's the amount of people we have here is unbelievable. So I've been getting to the dock around four thirty, and there's not parking room at anywhere at marker thirty seven. Uh, it's, we have a lot of out of town fishermen here. A lot of people, you know, Victoria stuff that are, are guiding this regular fishermen down here. And it's, it's hard to get in the water right now. It's typical this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's absolutely it's so funny in the morning though. It's just, it's, I'd like to be in the bait business watching all these giant boxes of sardines come out and the croakers and shrimp. It's, the guys that are selling bait right now are making a killer. Let me tell you. Are they? I never thought sardines would be that popular, you know, just dead sardines. You're not doing that. They're not doing that over there where you're at. No, not yet. Okay, so don't give me any ideas. Sardines, 
<laughs> Let me tell you what, it's unbelievable what happens. They buy these five-pound boxes of sardines. They put them on a hook, and those sardines dissolve in the water and make yeah. a slick behind the boat. In 15 minutes, you got every red fish within 100 miles behind your boat, and they just spank them. It's unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. So uh, they get a box of sardines and you know a few dozen croakers, and they come back with their reds and their trout. It's uh, Things have changed, buddy. <laughs> That's what so we used cor- to use, you know, offshore was, you know, we'd buy those five-pound boxes of sardines to take offshore with, you know. Hey, the guys I fished with, all they did with sardines was eat them. I mean, those old-timers Ooh. I fished, yeah, they'd break I those never... big old things of sardines and crackers and eat them out there fishing and love, love them. You know? Oh, man, I could never do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they make but, them uh, now in cans, with, you know, drowned in mustard in there. Sorry, yeah, oh, uh, crackers. Wow. Oh, that's nasty. Now those little smoked well, these, oysters in a the can—they're pretty good. Yeah, they're real good. But you know that uh, the way they buy those things, make it in a five-pound box like shrimp. These sardines—they're big too. They're five or six inches long. Oh yeah. And they tell me they just dissolve in the water and they put out a slick that's unbelievable. But you know, it's funny to look at these guys' boats after you sardine fish. It's nasty. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> stuff—that—that that, uh, it is nasty. Yeah. But, uh, man, I did a whole bunch of work <laughs> for my boat this week. I, I, I just been back, back and forth to the shop, boat shop, but man, I got the boat ride this week. God almighty. I, I did you get your new seats in there? Got the new seats in there and the new battery and then the power pole sticks and all that. And of course my shoulder, my right shoulder, I can't hardly cast. I'm casting left-handed now. I'm making, I'm doing really good. I got some distance now with my left hand. So I switched hands on my casting, which is a, a big change for me. Good. Maybe yeah. I can outcast you now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> much, man. When I'm going to go see a surgeon about my shoulder, but oh, I just you, I, I fish a little while hey, in the morning. I just have to stop, you know. Man, who's who's one of the sponsors on the out on Sports Radio 610 and QC Kinetics? Y'all might try them first before you go get cut. Well, my on. best friend, my, one of my best friends, Greg, is is doing that right now, and he's had great luck with it. He tore both his rotator cuffs in his shoulder. And then he's had those injections, and he's man, he has no pain in his shoulders, and he's doing his knees and stuff. So he's a he's a firm believer in it. So, but it is very expensive, and your insurance does not cover it. That's the problem. You know, it's uh, it's about twenty grand. <laughs> so it's expensive. Yeah, you ought to be on Medicare by now. Maybe I am, but they don't cover it, Mickey. They, they don't, don't cover it. Well, that that bites. No, sir. They want you to get a surgery. They want you to get cut on. They don't want you to have something simple. No, 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 that's no. Uh, anyway. So, I yeah, that's not a. To... Well, it's like old Bill Pachowski. That's kind of what put him out of the fishing. Shut business. him down. I remember yeah. that his shoulder he, put him out. He yeah. fell off his tractor or something and really tore his shoulder up. And that was that was the end of uh, old, old Billy uh, Billy P. Oh man, man. Well, I got two arms. I got a left hand. I'm gonna keep casting. If that don't work, I'm gonna try to cast my leg or something. I'm not stop fishing, Mickey. I can't stop. But uh, can't stop. It's, it's won't stop. No, I just can't. I just, I just ate up with it. But it's, it's all good. Uh, I'll be glad when it's this, these few weeks. I think after this little high pressure dome gets over, we'll be fine. Just get the wind direction right, where I can fish where I need to fish. I can't even get in the back of the bay and stuff where I need to be on those outside points. It's just, it's muddy and rough. I can't get there. You know. Right. I love catching those big trout on those deep rocks this time of year. Oh, but, I'm uh, telling you, I wish the weather would switch around and change up. I'd like to. Yeah, sure. Do a little road trip. Get on out here. <laughs> good, good, good. Hey, I don't good mind dude. fishing out of the boat and throwing baits over those rocks. I love that. I love I mean, that stuff. I love it. Uh, man, you can see a lot. You're up in the boat. You're high, and, man, mm-hmm. you can see a big old trout come up and swallow that bait in front of you. There's nothing better than that. 
Yeah, and you're seeing these big fish come up on top of the oxygen levels low right now, yeah. and you'll see them laying up on top. It's beautiful to look up there at about a 20, 30 yards of two big old trout laying up on the top of the water in five or six foot of water. It's pretty unique looking. Hey, our wind right. is laying down here this morning. Is yours coming down any? Let me look out here. Man, it's uh, yeah, it's down, it's down more than it was. Yeah, it's still pretty hey, good, it's, Mickey. It's black. Eagle Point. It's west northwest at one to two is what it's showing. Galveston mm-hmm. Channels five to ten. Morgan's mm-hmm. Point's five to six. Hey, that's pretty yeah. good. Just get a little east in or south. Just get on the off the water it would be so much cooler to get that well, you know middle of next so week water. they're showing wednesday probably a wind switch from southerly to easterly like a northeast that'd be nice mm-hmm. Boy, no I'd... yeah D- drop the temperature down to 95 no <laughs> yeah yeah that's we got a cooling trend coming up the end of next week it's only gonna be 97 for a high folks <laughs> yeah that's all good that's all good man oh goodness well let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll come right back at you, buddy. All right, Hang with me. All right. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs. You know, approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drown. And out of that 70%, 87% who drown were not wearing a personal flotation device. You know, a PFD, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature. And it's proven to save your life. And the Onyx AM24, that's the one I wear, and I really like it. It's very comfortable. It's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design. It keeps you comfortable, especially in this hot weather. And it has a soft neoprene neckline. It won't rub you raw when you're taking those boat rides, moving from spot to spot in rough water. It has a durable ripstop fabric that resists tears and punctures. Inflatable PFDs are not recommended for children and non-swimmers, but Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should too. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 621 in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back to Cliff Webb and Corpus. All right, Cliff, we're back, my friend. All right, man. The wind's still down over there? Yes. Uh, it's, it's still blowing here pretty good. I checked. It's still pretty gusty here. I yeah. imagine it'll slow down a little. It gets a little bit lighter. But, hey, man, I saw something. Uh, I was fishing with Mark and those guys on Wednesday and Thursday, and these dolphins were on these points. We're pushing these trout right up in front of us. I think they were getting our the ones we're throwing back, the little ones. And Mickey, they were pitching these trout up in there and playing catch with them. You ever seen them do that? Yeah. Where they throw them in there? I've seen it in Rockport. I sure have. That's nuts. They were flipping them up, and I guess they were tired of eating them. They would flip them up and hit the water and grab them and flip them up again, you know, make them spin in the air. They are playing with them. That was nuts. I've seen them do it with flounder around here, and uh, it's just – I've seen them do flounder, yeah. uh, You know, Bala just told me, well, once they get full, you know, they, they play with them then. That's what they were doing. I thought it was amazing, man. It was amazing. Well, but there's if I'm so a many trout dolphins. swimming around in the water out there. I'm hoping all the oh, no, dolphins are full. <laughs> yo, that's amazing. But it's it's so cool because the many we're in these fish and we're getting these pods of little ones and we just get out of them. We keep on walking and we get into a spot of big ones. And it's funny you throw a couple of those little ones back. You know, that's got a couple hooks in them or something. Kind of a little bit weak. And all of a sudden here they come. I don't know if they're putting out a distress call, but I think they're probably putting out a stress call when you hook them, you know, and those 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 dolphins are hearing them for a long way off, but they'll come right up and just stay by you. And uh, I'll just get up on the bank and walk down and leave them because I know how many fish I know how many fish they're getting. I'm letting go, so I get on the bank and walk down a hundred yards and just let them let them catch them on their own, you know. But uh, and we've got more than I've ever seen in my life. It's it's crazy how many how many dolphins we have in our system. I'm hearing that coast wide. Yeah, you know, yeah. from Louisiana all the way down past you, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, we have a lot of lot of trout in our system, and the thing I've never seen before. So, I live on these canals out here, and all these guys have these underwater lights, and I've never seen them do this, Mickey. So, they come in there at night, and there'll be three or four of them start going around the light in a circle, and they get those fish in the middle of the light, and then one of them runs through it, and bust and catches them, and they take turns doing it. it they're so smart; it's unbelievable. Yeah, they you are. Know? They'll roll they're them better, up and they take turns. They're a lot better fishermen than we are. Oh, yeah. God almighty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's they're beautiful to see. But uh, looking forward to this guy on wind coming back around Mickey. I'm just chomping at the bits to get where I want to be. I want to be in that center of the bay out there, way back toward Alabama and Center Reef and all that stuff on those deep rocks that are in right. eight or nine foot of water because those fish get around them on that white sand this time of year. And, they're you know, they they can what, they, what they're doing is so you have – an acre of rocks that are a couple of feet underwater. Well, those rocks, some of them are as big as a you know five or six foot across the top of them, and they're perfect ambush for trout. So those trout will lay up on top of them in the morning in that two foot of water, and and when the tide's low, they won't lay on top of them because it scratches their belly up. But when it's two foot or high tide, they lay up on top of them. The rest of the time, they lay around them. But right. when they're on top of those rocks, they are eating, man. And you come around there and you see that you can just. You can just tell there's the mullet are all you know all balled up and real nervous and jumping, and that is so much fun to throw those jerk baits and topwaters up on those rocks. You know Doug was the best at fishing those jerk baits around those rocks. Yeah, those thunder sticks and stuff. Oh my God. Boy, yeah, so. I hadn't heard that in years. The old storm thunder stick, man. We caught a God. lot of trout on those back in the day, buddy. Man, when they came out, Doug you don't even wore, throw you know, them anymore. You know? I know it. 
and our red fence. Was, went on yeah, our, our straight stuff. backs. Yep. You know, we got too many other toys to play with. You know, and so I got all this stuff that catches fish and sets on the cabinet. But that's that's what we do. We just uh, we leave all the stuff that's good and go buy new stuff. It's kind of kind of what we do. But anyway, it's funny. But uh, yeah, the, in the in the top there was a gun. There was a bait called a Top Gun. It's, it was straight up like a carrot, and uh, I remember they smoked that thing. But I had fond memories of Doug and I being the only ones on that reef, and we'd never turn around. We'd go from rock to rock, and the water was so clear. You could look 100 yards and see all the shadows at the top of the rocks, and right. you'd see the nervous water on top of them and the slicks were the, one of the ones that were on, on, on had fish on them. And back then, you know, you didn't have spot locks on your trolling motor. And so when you got up to those rocks, you slipped the anchor over, and you caught 15 or 20 big fish, you pull it up and you go to the next rock. You know, as soon as right. someone slams an ice chest, yeah, as soon as someone slams an ice chest letter over, you know, it's just done. You know, as soon as they slam a lid or, or jump off the seat or something, the fish know you're there. Or but, drop a hatch in the boat, you know, yeah. just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's, it was. What's that one rock uh, out there, off you know, out from Baffin and Alazon, out there towards the uh, Rivera Channel? What's it called, Godzilla? Oh, Godzilla, that was Doug's rock there, you know, God, you know, we named Cathead, we named Godzilla, Doug and I did all that stuff to keep people off, you know, you know, Doc's rock, is act, <laughs> Doc's rock was actually Doc's rock, then it turned in, turned into Cathead, you know, that's how that all worked out, just from right. keeping people from knowing where we're fishing, but there was another rock called Razor Rock, and man, you only get to see that rock a few times a year, it's, it's about nine or ten foot of water, and it's just, it's just a straight, it looks like a razor blade. And man, that sucker holds fish. It's got sand on both sides, and I've got it marked on GPS. When I can see the shadow of that rock and can roll those baits down the side of it, it's Katie bar the door for big trout. They love it. I did. A, I took Nolan Ryan there, and uh, we caught a bunch of monster trout when he, when I fished with him back in I think it was '93 or '94. I remember just, seeing that um, video. I think. Yeah. Oh my it God. Was on TV. Yeah, we caught a ten pounder on TV. I mean, how, yeah, how odd is that? I saw you that. Know? That was that was <laughs> huge. Yeah, but uh, it's just if I think if we get our wind back down, and what's happening to these guys are not able to to target these big schools of reds. We have a lot of schools of reds schooling up, but the rough water they're not seeing them as good. The guys are, are having a hard time. They're, they're scanning them on their side scan. They can see them, but normally these guys are riding around their high racks and seeing these giant acres of redfish and pulling them, and getting their reds. So it's uh, I think it's a uh, the wind is kind of shutting our fishing down just just simply because of the direction of it. If, if yes. you look at our bay system, the way way we set a west is a kiss of death. You look at it; it's there's nothing to fish with the yeah, west. Yeah, all of our <laughs> you know, like Laguna Madre, and I mean everything. All of our bays up here, yeah. the way they're configured on the coast. I mean, a southwest wind is just. I mean, it's a kiss of death. It blows right down the pipe. It just yeah. it if, rolls everything up, ruins it. Mm-hmm. It sounded like Jeffco was having the same issue, you know. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not even good over there where he's at. You know, right. he's got places to get out of it, but it changes his currents and and uh, the water clarity and everything else. It's just right. a menace. Right. It's right. And something else is different this year. So, how is your flounder uh, bite? Is your flounder well, normal we or less? Well, we kind of tapered off. There, there. We're still catching a few, especially the wade fishermen along the shorelines, mm-hmm. but. Uh, for the most part, it's just not a, you not know, like some of our drains, here. you know, coming out of the marsh and all that, people are targeting them, you know, the real flounder fishermen, right. it, that's strictly what they do. But, uh, no, right. it, uh, our fl- even our commercial guys are not getting them like they were last year. We had a great flounder run last year. And you talk to the commercial guys, a lot of these guys are gigging drum and sheephead instead of, instead of uh, 
flounder. They're taking trips and coming back with mostly drum and sheephead, not as many flounder. And I'm seeing a one or two a day, but not like 15 or 20 a day like I did last year. So right, may, they may just come in a little bit late, but not seeing the flounder. Oh, boy, but, the uh, flounders, uh, they're they're hammering them good over there in, you know, Jeffcoat's backyard over in Venice. Oh, I know. They are catching a lot of them. <laughs> he always is, man. That's something. That's something. It seems like Rockport has a lot of flounder. You know, I always talk to Jay. When I, when mm. I do talk to Jay. He's always got a flounder hole. <laughs> he can always get, put you on a flounder. Okay. Well, and, and that's yeah. really surprising, you know, that Rockport, I mean, they – they get hammered by uh, giggers at night so big time they over do. there, you know. They do. Big because time. that water stays so clean. And mm-hmm. I remember I was down there one year, and I was looking across Aransas Bay, and I said, man, what's all those lights on that other shoreline? And Jay goes, flounder those are flounder boats. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, see, we have that too. But right now with this west wind, the southwest wind, it just kills that east side that can't flounder it. So. Mm. They're not able to flounder all that miles and miles of east side, you know, down by Burl Island. It's just too much, too rough, and the water's so shallow. It's just real dirty in there right now. It's just, it's just real stirred up. So that's that's hurting the boys. But uh, wow. I'm so so glad to get this wind out of the direction where I can go back and fish my spots, Mickey. I'm just, I'm getting up in the morning, knowing it's going to be hot, and we're just getting up real early and, and trying to get them on top water, you know, in an early bite. But really, you know. Our day's over at 10, 11 o'clock. We're struggling. We're moving around, moving and jumping right. out in deep water and shoulder deep and fishing sand pockets and, you know, drop-offs and stuff, and we're struggling right now. It's, it's definitely going to well, get better. Well, that's understandable spring, come yeah. July and August, but right now yeah. it's June, man. It, you know, fishing yeah, should be Yeah, it's a good. little bit early for me to be struggling. It See, is. I'm not going to fish near as much. In July and August, I back way off. But I was just, you know, I was hoping to have another couple of good weeks uh, of good trout fishing but well, boy, you happened, had a buddy. good run there for a while brother that was oh pretty good God, it was great I mean, and I got something when the weather cooperates and the fish do too it it's is. uh boy it makes it makes it look easy you know i had that one good you know week on the beach you know my wife and i had our anniversary we got to got to spend the anniversary on the on the beach it was flat and sight cast trout i said that was we're so lucky because we have nothing we had nothing like that since then you know it's been muddy and windy so well, Luckily, and you we had, had little... all kinds of reports, you know. Everybody was catching mm-hmm. kingfish at the jetties and oh, all yeah. up and down tarpon. the coast and tarpon, you know. Yeah. People were jumping tarpon. Yeah, but, you know, Mother Nature protects protects everything. She does. So we catch too, we catch every, we catch too much, Mother Nature says, well, hey, wait a minute, we're going to shut you boys down for a few days. <laughs> no, you're not going to get them all. And that's what she's doing. Hers. She's shutting us down. She's going she's gonna to save some of them. That's what she's doing. Yeah. She can be pretty cruel to us. Yeah, she can, man. She can. More ways right. than one. I mean, and that's that's, it, that's the way we've lived our lives for over forty years is living by the weather, yeah, man. Like yes, that's it, man. That's it. But wouldn't have it any other way, Mickey. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine not not fishing all my life. I, I people that aren't in the outdoors are. are I know. Really you think it. about. I was thinking about that the other day, just sitting there. I was bored, and uh, I'm going. You know, what would I've ended up doing all my life if I hadn't got into fishing? Oh, man, <laughs> my dad said a long time ago. Thank God the boy can fish; he can't do nothing else. And the older I get, the more the more the, it makes the sense. More, you know? That's right; it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> it makes sense. He knew. He said, "Hey, man, this guy ain't gonna make it on a real job." Man, I had so many different jobs. I just couldn't. I couldn't land on something I could just, you know, yeah. just stay with. All those years leading up before I just finally committed and said, "Hey, I'm." I'd rather be dead broke and fishing every day than to be tied down to a to a job that I hate doing. And, That's it, uh, buddy. 
That's it. You, know, you got to do what you love. Hey, it's a bed I made and I had to lay in it, buddy. But it's yeah, been a good ride. It, buddy. Right. it has been for you, you know, and and all my relatives, all my aunts and uncles and grandfathers, all fishing guys are commercial fishermen. So it's right. just in your blood. That's just the way it is, buddy. But well, anyway. you were. It was. It was. Uh, pretty obvious in your younger years that you weren't going to be a good shrimper because you drug a shrimp head all the way from Tybele to Corpus and never caught a shrimp in it. <laughs> I still I still hold a record for the entire Webb family drug a shrimp that 50 miles and never caught a shrimp. I mean, that, that hurt. <laughs> hey, that's one of the funniest stories, man. That's pretty oh, good. What God. was that? You had an old car with an old LTD oh. or something? There's no LCD rust rat. We call it the rust rat. And we rust rat. We drag a rope. We drag a rope behind it and pull feature in the surf with a surfboard. So it just all rusted out, you know. And I know I told the story. I went frog gigging and I picked up my my relatives there in Tavola and they put that shrimp net on the yard and they 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 coated it with that black tar, you know, and they laid it on the yard to dry. And I backed over it, didn't see it at night, to put that boat on, and it hung under hung under that LTD. And I dug that sucker all in top of the sea drift behind. And people waving at me, you know, stuff like big old sea drift shrimp net dragging. Thank God the doors weren't hooked on it. But oh my God. then I got there, and my cousin goes, hey, man, why are you dragging that net? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's I remember a having one. to pay for it, Mickey. It, this is how cheap things were back then. I'll never forget. My aunt goes, well, you know, that net cost me $187. And, you know, back then, $187 was a lot of money when you're 16 yeah, years old, you know, so. I cut a lot of yards to pay for my aunt's shrimp net, but she had to go get a new net because it just it just ruined it. Dragging well, across yeah. the tape, you know. Had a little I think I had one. I think it had one lug nut in it. You know, <laughs> I think I caught one lug nut. That's all I caught. <laughs> caught you a lug nut all the way to. Caught me a lug nut, but I'll never oh, make that's a shrimp. Funny oh, man. Anyway. Oh goodness. Well, Cliff, you have a good weekend. What are you gonna do for Father's Day? Just chill out. Well, I hope I get to see. Oh yeah, I just want to see my kids and grandkids. I, Got to see my grandson and grandkids the other day, and we got in a squirt gun fight, so they're on revenge. So i got to go have a squirt gun fight with them tomorrow. So oh, they got happens. some big-time squirt guns now. Oh, yeah, believe me. My kids got them, too, and I never know when I'm going to get hit. But anyway, it's all good. <laughs> all it's right, good. Make, well, Have a happy Father's Day and all the fathers hey, out there. Hey, you do the same, man. If somebody wants to come fish with you, give them a number. All right, Mickey, I'm going to go 361-949-0707. Hey, all thanks right, for having buddy. me on, Mickey. Cliff, thank you, buddy, and you have a good one, my friend. All right, brother. Thanks, man. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. It's real easy to find. Go downtown, look for the big white sign in downtown Belleville. You can't miss it. It's an easy drive off from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. And this week, the Belleville's double featuring their green onion pecan smoked sausage and their three cheeses pecan smoked sausage you can try it before you buy it free samples are always available and on special pre-packaged hickory smoked bacon regular or peppered in one pound packs for just $2.99 and now they're serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section and custom processing on pigs and calves all year long or you can order a half calf or a hind quarter and you can have it processed any way you like and wild game processing, they're making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating over 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, final segment of the show already. It is 640 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Livingston now and let's talk to Mr. Harry Detan up at Pinwall Campground and Marina. Harry, good morning. What's up? Hey, good morning, Mickey. How are you doing? I couldn't be better. What's up with you? Well, I tell you what, we got a pretty morning up here this morning, I guarantee you. Right. We're, we're a little bit overcast, but the lake's uh, pretty flat, and uh, it's warm already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's already nearly 80 degrees, and also... <laughs> I think we're in the middle of summertime, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was a, we had a good week this week. Uh, uh, it was a little windy yesterday, uh, and all and it kind of held things down just a little bit. But uh, fishing's still good here on Livingston. I mean, everything is really pretty good in Livingston. I mean, you know, the lake, uh, we're just slightly above normal pool, uh, maybe a couple of two or three inches. Right. And, you know, the release is uh, right at... Uh, Slightly over uh, 3,000 cubic feet a second, which uh, that's not a whole lot of water coming out of Livingston, you know. But you know, if no, you look last up, week it was what around 1,500, something like that. Yes, uh, they got, I guess evidently they got a little rain up in Dallas, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I looked up river at the gauging stations uh, earlier, and and. Uh, they're nearly all down. There's a little water built up uh, around the Crockett area. I think it's only like 4,000 cubic feet there, and the rest of it's, it's you know, it's uh, pretty well emptied out. So I guess we're going back down to hot, dry weather, and uh, uh, anyway, I guess that's going to be all right. But uh, uh, white bass are still going really good, Mickey, and uh, these blue cats are still hanging in there good. Uh, fishing's good all the way around. It sure is. What I'm hearing, man, the white bass have been going crazy up there from where they, I'm hearing. I heard no people from around here taking their bay boats up there and catching limits of white bass right yeah, now. I guarantee it. It isn't, uh, you know, they're uh, they're really, uh, really available, I guess. You know, I mean, I told you about those people that came in here and never had to been on, on Livingston or nothing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, they, you know. I just kind of got them pointed in a, a somewhat of a direction, you know, and, and you know, two hours later, that lady come in here to get a bag of ice, and 
And I said, y'all going home already? She said, oh, yeah, we limited out. We're going home, you know. And I said, my gosh, you know, I mean, I mean, talk about hitting a home run, but the fishing has really been, it's probably the best year I've seen in a, in a, quite a few years. I mean, uh, you know, and, you know, that's when I say quite a few, I mean, probably, I don't know, Mickey, 10, 12, 14 years. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had a time then, you know, I could leave out of here going, going fishing. I'd hit Indian Hills Point, and I could turn that boat towards uh, Walker Lake, you know, and, and you'd look, and the skies would just be that beautiful, beautiful blue, and you could look down through there, and you could just see like a big old funnel cloud of those big old white birds just circling around and around, you know, and all you could think in your mind, man, I got a payday coming up, I mean. Just, uh, I mean, fish just beating the top of the water and everything else. But, but that's just about the way it is uh, this year on Livingston. Uh, uh, the fish, I mean, for whatever reason, I didn't think I'd see it happen because of my, my opinion, everybody was killing all the little fish off uh, by keeping 10-inch fish. But whatever reason, I mean, those fish turned around and they're catching some nice, nice white bass in the and to the good thing, I hear a lot more people say, well, you know, and, unless they're uh, 11 and a half or 12 inches, we don't even keep them. That's yeah, they're not even messing with it. Uh, they're not even messing with them. But, but so that's a, that's a good deal. And also, uh, everything's, uh, at least for this year, it's turning around. It has got hotter than a firecracker this week. Boy, it has. I bet it gets hot up in them piney woods. I remember going up to oh. my dad's in the summertime. It gets hot up uh-huh. there, man. Yeah, I guarantee you, this is the only part of the world you can stand underneath the shade tree and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> You're better standing out in the sun where the breeze can get you. You can't even you know? catch a breeze out there, man. Ah, uh, you can't. I mean, yeah, yeah, you you. You can find you a nice shade tree and get underneath it, and you melt down like like a candle, you know. But <laughs> so you just you look for a bare spot with no trees around where you can catch a little bit of a breeze, and you're all right. That's that's not right, is it, Mickey? It's just not that's right. not. That's just not right. Uh, it <laughs> is not. That's just the way it is in East Texas. But we haven't had any rain. Welcome to Texas. Out. We freeze to death in the winter and burn up in the summer. I know it. I know it. <laughs> way it goes you know yeah yeah it's that's the way it goes though uh, you know when i lived in the panhandle you know i mean the summers was hot and and, the, and let me tell you up there the wind never quits i mean it, it is never no, it blows never, through that panhandle doesn't it does i mean you know and in the winter here you know you just about melt to death in the in the uh uh summertime and the winds beat you up and then you get around to the winter time and you got Six foot snow drifts and everything else, and the wind's still blowing. You know, I mean, I guarantee you, we we used to have a, a lot of hard times up yonder. I mean, especially in the winter, we uh, we had lots and lots of cattle on uh, wheat pastures and stuff. We get them big old storms throwing through there, and, and all you got is a is a, is a hot wire around around those pastures. And them pastures, they didn't go in acres; they went in sections. They was big ones, <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, the, the cattle would get to pushing in those storms, you know, and, and uh, right. uh, they'd just push right through those hot wires. I mean, and it's a good thing. If you had real <laughs> strong fences around, they'd push up and they'd all smother, you know. I mean, they, they would. But uh, I, I know 
we used to send cowboys out and, and uh, they'd stay out for <laughs> they'd stay out for weeks rounding up cattle. You know, I mean, they'd be scattered from one end to the other. You know, but but that's just the way the panhandle was. I mean, fishing. Hey, Mickey, you know when I was in the panhandle, I'd get I'd, I'd leave a lot of times in the evening where I could fish. I'd drive 400 miles before I ever hit water <laughs> to fish out of. Boy. You know? But that's just the, that's the way it was. And you see how weather that went through there night before last? Yes, I have. I've, I've still got friends that live up at Perrington. We yeah. lived probably 15 miles east of, of uh, Perrington in a little bitty town. It was That little town we lived in is only like 900 people. But, but I guarantee you, that storm, it just really dev- devastated everything. I've, I've tried and tried to get a hold of somebody, but they, you know, the power is out, cell phone towers was out, and and finally I called uh, another person that I knew that was over in another little town that didn't get affected. They had power, and you know, I talked to them, and, and uh, they had checked on a lot of these people that I knew, and everybody was all right. Uh, a lot of them lost their houses, and... and uh, you know, oh, all it, I saw it leveled people. that place. I heard. I think there was like over a hundred people injured and three dead or something. Yeah. The last report That's I heard. Exactly. I mean, it just, you know, and, and I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it just devastates that little old town. I think there's only like seven or eight thousand people in the, in that town, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all it's all rural farm country. You know, when you get outside of town, well, you you know the. From Parrington, I think you're 70, 60, 70 miles from Pampa, 120 miles out of Amarillo, you know. And there ain't mm-hmm. nothing in between. I mean, it's just all wide open spaces, and, and uh, there might be a little wide spot in the road, but, but not much, you know. But they uh, they have a hard time, and, and it's going to be – it. They, they will recover, but – but it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a time coming. I mean, it's yeah. Because I saw this look like they just ought to come in with big loaders and trucks and just go to loading it up, you know. And and I don't. Then what do you do with it? I'm sure they'll figure it. They'll have something figured out, and you know? they'll probably start a new landfill. But but uh, that was that was a terrible terrible storm. It really was. But uh, I hope I hope everybody comes out all right. Is terrible, but but that's a you talk about the tough part of the tough part of the world, you know, to survive in is, is that panhandle. I mean, it is it is uh, they're in a uh, they're in a tree out there, you know. If there's a tree, you know, the only trees they got, Mickey, is, is they have some of these cottonwood draws, you know. They, that's what they call them, the cottonwood draw. Right. And the settlers like. Uh, Years and years and years, they'd plant these cottonwoods in these draws because a lot of the draws, you know, they'd catch water on rains and stuff right. like that, and, and the trees would live. But uh, I had a, a friend, he had a ranch out under, and, and uh, uh, he told me one time, he said, uh, uh, why don't y'all come out this Saturday, and, and uh, we're going to have a barbecue down at the lake, you know. And I said, a lake? You know, I didn't. I wasn't quite understanding that, and, and uh, so anyway, I, we wound up going down there. And well, he also he said, uh, uh, "Bring your uh, bring your fishing rods, and y'all can fish down there." So 
I did not take a fishing rod. I didn't have any, any faith in catching a fish anywhere in the panhandle. But, but I did take a fishing rod for that war of mine. But, you know, that place was right down in one of the big old cottonwood draws, and they had dammed it up. And there was a live, a live stream coming out of that. And they had probably, I don't know, maybe a, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight acre lake down through there, beautiful in those trees down yonder. And it just sitting right out in the middle of the prairie. There wasn't anything around it, but he had a nice barbecue. And he said, well, why don't you have your, let your son go down yonder and catch a fish, you know? You know, I said, well, okay. And Cody said, well, we ain't got any bait and we ain't got no lures. I said, well, catch you a grasshopper and put on the hook, you know, and I guarantee you <laughs> that pond had some of the nicest black bass I ever seen in my life. <laughs> they'd eat a grasshopper in a heartbeat, you know. I mean, they'd just, they'd just, you just flip it out, you know, they'd kill it. And uh, I, I said, well, I, I told myself, I said, I wish I brought my fishing rod, but I did, you know, you don't think about fishing in the panhandle, but. They had wild turkey running up and down through there, and quail, and and uh, all kinds of stuff. It was it was really a uh, you might call it like an oasis in the desert out there. It was it was really nice. It sure was, but uh, pretty 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 pretty. You had to you had to drive about seven eight miles of, of nothing to even get to it and all. But uh, that's that's the way that was. But things on Livingston are really really going nice. I mean. We're looking into Fourth uh, of July. That's that's right. coming up pretty quick, and and I don't know where the time goes, Mickey. But you know, we're not far from Fourth of July, and and that's Fourth of July is probably past the, the halfway mark of summer. You know, it's just it, after Fourth of July. You know, I mean, you got school starting in August and everything else, and so I understand some of the schools are starting around the first part of August, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, every every year is different. I mean, the older you get, the faster this time gets by you. It does. It, it does move by, doesn't it? It does move by. I mean, I, I wake up on Saturday morning, and, and, and the next day I'm going, I'm uh, look, looking at Friday night again, you know. I mean, it just, it just really goes pretty quick, but but anyway, this has been a good year. Uh, we had a really a poor start uh, uh, earlier this year, like March, April, and mm-hmm. part of May, you know, with rain and stuff. It seemed like every every weekend we got rained out. But uh, but when it quit, it, it quit, and, and hopefully we're on a better path. But, uh, you know, if somebody wants to catch fish, I mean, now's the time to do it. I mean, I don't think you can get a better time to go fishing than what we've got right now on Livingston. I mean, these whites are really good. Uh, catfish are still good. You know, black bass, are, uh, it's kind of gotten hot. It's, they're a little bit slow. Uh, you know, and the crappie, I don't know what happened to the crappie this year, but uh, uh, they caught some crappie, but we just, I don't know. It's like, it's like it just didn't, it just didn't happen some reason i mean the fish are still in the lake they didn't get up and leave but but uh uh, i guess we just didn't think far enough outside the box to to catch them and all yeah but uh, but you know i I had a friend he come back from rayburn there uh, the other day and they did they did good on the crappie 
over there, but you know, Raven's a, Raven's really a pretty good crappie lake. Sure it is. really is. It uh, you know, but you know, if you look up on the TPNW website, they list Livingston as uh, the top crappie lake in Texas, and then Raven's like number two, and you know, but uh, you not think this that's year. The truth, Mickey? <laughs> No, it's, uh, you know, and there's no telling how long that's been up there on that post. Yeah, too, I, you know? Well, you know, at, at one time, I, I guarantee you, at one time. Oh, at one time, uh, it was. It was. I guarantee you. It it, it was probably the number one lake sure. for a long ways around. Yeah, I mean, and, well. and then they went down through there and they, they killed all the hydrilla and stuff. They killed all the habitat and, and uh, at this that just didn't do too you got to have it. You got to have habitat to raise fish. I mean, we're seeing that in our own backyard here on Galveston Bay. So it's uh, we got part of it. Got to have it. We got to talking about uh, crappie uh, yesterday, and, and there's some guys in here, and, and uh, this one guy uh, uh, he he pulled up the the records for uh, Livingston, you know, and he came down to crappie. And, and they had a a uh, it, it was a black crappie. It weighed uh, 3.52 pounds, mm-hmm. and caught by Robert Kemp. But me and Robert Kemp, Robert Kemp was with me that day that that he caught that crappie, and uh, that was that was a big crappie. But I'll tell you the exact truth, Mickey. We we fished all day long. We caught one fish, and that that was that lake record right there. I'll be that there. was it. I mean, well, I mean, we didn't. It wasn't like we was catching a bunch of crappie and right. sorting through them. You know, <laughs> I mean, we caught one fish, and it was it was a late record. So I told I told Mister Kemp, I said, you know, that's the okay. best one we could have caught. You know, I mean, but that was right, nice Harry. I got to so, run, buddy. If somebody wants to call Penwall, give him a number, man. It's nine three six nine six seven four seven five two. Mickey, you have a good week. You too. See you. Get All right, man. Okay, Harry. See you later, man. Bye-bye. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. But we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 